my own grave at gunpoint on the edge of Biscayne National Park, I hadn't much experience with a shovel. Now, my first winter in Maine was providing a cram course in the form of snow. Back in Miami, a sore back was the least of my concerns. And when I was able to crack the gun-toting drug lord's head with the back of the shovel and run for the mangroves, the real terror began. That night spent hiding, half-submerged, I was unable to decide which was worse, leeches or mosquitoes. Neither of those was a threat here, in deep, dark February, in sleepy, frozen Greenhaven, Maine. I had been warned, and was fully expecting and prepared for a wicked winter, or so I thought. The locals, whose holy books are the Farmer's Almanac and Uncle Henry's, who had advised me that there would be a record amount of snowfall, as forecast in F.A., and that I could get whatever I needed to cope with it in U.H., must now be enjoying the fact that I had been skeptical. Of course, it didn't help that my parking space seemed to be at the vortex of a snow funnel. Every time the wind blew out of the northeast, which accompanied most large storms, my 1987 Plymouth Duster had been buried. To be honest, my car is actually a Plymouth Turismo. Plymouth did not make a duster in 1987. I just think a duster is more my style, less extravagant, more practical. Today, just the tip of the antenna marked the car entombed in flakes so big, I could almost see their individual differences. I laughed to myself. My present situation was a far cry from chief detective of Miami-Dade County. If anyone from my past could see me now, Jane Bunker, bundled up like a goddamned Eskimo, living in an apartment over a trinket-selling tourist trap in this remote outpost, making ends meet financially, just barely, with a combination of insurance consulting slash investigation and a job as the assistant deputy sheriff of Knox County, shoveling snow. My landlords, Alice and Henry Vickerson, Mr. and Mrs. V to me, had been gracious in offering me the use of their snowblower. But that offer had come with the stipulation that it not be fired up until 8 a.m., the time at which anyone with an ounce of civility should wake. I suspected the ounce of civility was in direct correlation to the ounces of scotch whiskey consumed the night before, but might also have been age-related. The 8 a.m. mandate, in conjunction with the price of gasoline to power the blower, had me, at six sharp, digging a path with a red plastic shovel from the door of the lobster trap, the V's gift shop over which I reside, to the antenna under which lived my wheels. Not that I am opposed to scotch, I have been known to imbibe, but I am frugal, some would say cheap. When a crease of golden light warmed the eastern horizon, I figured I had been shoveling for nearly an hour. Not that I was counting, but I was aware that we were gaining over a full minute of daylight every 24 hours. I yearned for the 4 a.m. sunrise that would come again with the spring solstice. I thrive in daylight. And, I've come to find out, I'm not crazy about the cold. Mr. V had secured a big red lobster thermometer. Lobster Thermidor, as advertised in the shop, on the largest spruce tree on the lot. The black line, whose height signified the temperature, barely showed on the tail, displaying a frigid eight degrees this morning. 
Exercise within multiple layers of clothing resulted in full warmth by the time I had exposed the hood of the duster, allowing me distractive thoughts while I found the car's doors. Maine had become home again, sort of. Although I still struggled when asked about my past, I had at least confided in the Vickersons and my new friends enough to stop their incessant questions that were born out of curiosity and rumor. People make more of what is unsaid than what is said. Not one to wear my heart on my sleeve, I am weirded out by strangers who bear their souls over a cup of coffee in public, or share intimate and minute details of their daily existence over social media. The surge in popularity of reality TV has everyone thinking their lives are ready for prime time. Just eight months ago, I was the new kid in town. What preceded my arrival was the knowledge that I had been born on Acadia Island, was basically kidnapped by my own mother, along with my baby brother Wally, and was...